right. So welcome to Let Beauty Guide You, the health and wellness podcast with your host, Chelsea Keen. Today, I'm very delighted and honored to introduce Reiki healer, Sharice Moford to the podcast. And uh, welcome, Sharice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad so you're here and I'm very <laughs> appreciative. And I also want to make sure that I say your last name correctly. <laughs> yeah. Moford, Moford. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Moford or Moford. Okay. Same. <laughs> what do you prefer? I usually say Moford. Okay. Yes. Let's go with Moford. <laughs> yeah. Sharice Moford. Okay. Maybe. Yes. And yeah, so we are going to uh, discuss anti-racism and inclusivity in healing and wellness spaces today. So a super important topic. And I'm so grateful for you to be here to, to share your thoughts on this and, um, and to navigate this, let's, let's say it uncomfortable conversation, right? These, these, yeah, we're getting outside of our comfort zone. So thank you. Yeah. So for our listeners, for context, so Sharice and I know each other because we are both in, um, in the sacred wealthy goddess immersion program. With, with Vanessa and we're both healers and we're creating pre- creating programs inside this mastermind mm-hmm. group. Um, so that's how that's how we know each other. So um, you know before I say any more, um, Sharice, can you tell us <laughs> tell us a bit more about yourself, what you do and, and what healing modalities you're involved <clears throat> with and how long and, and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Um, awesome. So yes, um, it's been an amazing journey so far in the Sacred Wealthy Goddess Immersion with Vanessa Ferrero. Um, quantum leaps have been happening. So now my um, my introduction, my bio has changed so much, even in just a short time that we've, we've been in this group. Um, I am a, rec- a Reiki practitioner. I do do um, sessions either 40 minutes or 60 minutes. Um, and currently in the process of evolving that into a signature program, um, which would involve Reiki, yoga, breath work, meditation, visualization. These are all pieces of me that I've been acquiring for many, many years now. Um, I've been doing my own yoga practice for about a decade. Yeah, a solid decade now. Um, And about two years ago, I got certified. Almost two years ago at this point, I got certified. Um, And I haven't really been teaching um, very much. It still remained a very personal practice um, because I like the intimate vibe. Um, So now creating that and rolling that into a signature program uh, makes me feel really good about that. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to, uh, get this all together and packaged. So to serve more people. And I've recently also actually last night, I just, um, I just registered to do my Dow hands. So I will be a Dow hands practitioner at the end of the month, which wow. I am super excited about. Yes. Yes. So bringing the healing to a whole new level is uh, super excited. Exciting. So is that because uh, you were inspired by kind of the things we were learning in the program or what? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been feeling the transformations that have been occurring. Um, and it's incredible. So I would love to bring my healing to the next level. Reiki has been astounding. It's done so much for me. Um, but I know there's more that we can offer. So to layer Dow hands on top of that is just going to be incredible. I can't wait. 
Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Right. Like the more you learn, the more you can just like fuse everything together and it's just becomes this whole new level of, of something else. Awesome. Right. So. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing. Um, So I guess we should just dive right in. Um, And yeah, like I want to acknowledge too, like there's no perfect way for me to talk about anything and I'm I'm very much in the in the learning process and and I have a lot to learn so um yeah I want to acknowledge there's no perfect way of going about this but I think it's important to talk about um you know uh, healing and wellness spaces from what I've noticed um in my experience and obviously this is this is a generalization as well but a lot of healing and wellness spaces I notice tend to be primarily occupied by, by white people and white women specifically. Um, you know, like I noticed that in my yoga teacher training and, and the, the dance practice I teach is like, you know, there is definitely some diversity, but it's not, it, it is primarily white women. Um, and I'm wondering, like, is that your perception as well? Like, I'm not super familiar with the, with the Reiki community um, and, you know, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, like why that is and, and how we can be more inclusive in these spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely my experience as well. Um, like I said, been doing my personal yoga practice and attending studios for almost a decade now. Um, and yeah, you definitely you walk into the studios and you're most likely to see at least 95% of the class is white women. <laughs> um yeah, so it is definitely, um, it's a, I'll call it a problem, like it is, because yoga is is for everybody, right? And especially because yoga was founded in the Eastern world, it's an Indian practice. So it's like, it's completely dissociated in the West End from its roots, in the Western world from its roots, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I like to say that that's mainly because the the wellness the world of wellness in the western world is like just completely blurred away from what wellness actually is like wellness is you know taking care of yourself it's going for walks exercising your body it's getting sunlight it's staying hydrated it's just you know taking care of your basic human needs um but in the wellness world we've been completely marketed to be like self-optimization where it's like superfood tonics and superfood smoothies and everything's like you know this smoothie costs us 17 dollars and such um so I think, and then also with the, the clothing that comes along with yoga, like you walk into a studio and a lot of people feel bad because they're not in, you know, a matching Lululemon outfit or a matching Michi brand outfit or, you know, these outfits cost like hundreds of dollars. Um, so it's, it's excluding people from walking in and just being their own perfect selves in their, in whatever attire they're wearing and taking part with pride because they feel like they have to take the yoga look, right? And, um, mm -hmm, and that, that's, that's a big thing, you know, people want to feel like they fit in and a lot of yogis think that they fit in just because they are wearing the clothes and they, you know, they can do the moves all beautifully, but moving, but they're not necessarily living and honoring the yoga philosophy, the yoga lifestyle, which is love everyone, accept everyone and and come as you are. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, true union, mm. right? Yoga is about yeah, union, right? And exactly, together, union, right? mind, body, soul. Yeah. 
So I guess yeah. like there are, there's like symbology in the Western world of yoga, which is like the Lululemon and the, the attire, which can be, can mm-hmm. exclude people. Right. So, yeah. so given that, given that reality, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what to, what to say about that in terms of like how we could be more inclusive in, in that regard, like in, in terms of how we change that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. yeah. I mean, also like yoga has also been monopolized by like the size two white woman body. Right. And that is yeah. very much not what yoga is or who, you know, what yoga is meant for um so i think also including diversity not only in color on the website you know of people but also in sizes you know different body shapes a lot letting people know it is accessible to all bodies um and and yeah it would be nice to see some to see a couple yoga websites where people are just in their regular like athletic clothing without you know having the perfect matching top bottom you know hair tie all, all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, just making it more like human again, instead of it being so branded and so like, you know, just heavily associated with all these individual brands. Like yoga is not a brand. Yoga yeah. is, you know, it's, it's a series of movement. It's a connection. It's a union with your mind, your soul and your body. So um, it's time to bring it back to the roots. Yeah, yeah. So, so getting back to the the branding of just like making it more human and like, cause like now seriously, like I think yoga and I think Lululemon just because that's like the exactly right? that's created. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's that's such a beautiful way to to put it. Um, but mm-hmm. but I also wanted to talk about inclusivity versus tokenization, right? Not just posting pictures of, for example, a black person doing yoga. Like, and saying that's calling in the the black community. Like, how do we call in without tokenizing? You know, and what's the distinction here between real anti-racist work and then just optical inclusivity? Hmm. Great question. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I think the best way to do that is honestly start hiring black yoga teachers. Like, come on. How many times have you walked into a yoga studio and you've you've met a, a black yoga teacher? Like, I could count on one hand and lose a few fingers and <laughs> be able to yeah. count from my decade, right? My decade of practicing. So start hiring yoga teachers, especially studios who are profiting off of like hip hop yoga nights, R&B yoga, like this is black culture. So you better start calling in people um, of that culture to start hosting not only those classes, but all classes, you know, meditation, yin, restorative, like I'm currently in Ottawa, Ontario, and I don't know a single black yoga teacher in any one of the major studios um, in the city. And that was the same thing when I was living in Toronto. I spent eight years in that city, and I, I literally don't think I've met one black yoga teacher in any of the main studios, um, the major studios, I'll say. So start hiring us as well. Put us on the website. Like, we are a part of this you know um everybody is a part of this and everybody can be a part of it so putting us on the website not just the oh filling out checkbox and quotas of like there's one you know we got the one person of color no 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 like 
invite us in, be open to whoever shows up to and accept them all fully. Um, I walked into many classes, um, set up my yoga mat and teachers have like paid me no attention while they're saying hello to everyone. And then at the end of the practice, they always come up to me shocked. Oh my God, you move so well, so gracefully, you're so embodied. Yeah, because I have a strong practice and the shock in your voice is actually very degrading. Like, (laughs) you know, and I'm also not a size two woman by any means. So it's like a double shock. Oh, this black woman and this bigger body and she moves so well. Yeah, (laughs) that's not... A marker of fitness or of health or of ability right it's just being more open and um, getting that like sensitivity training to these teachers who are there interacting with their students yeah I think that's like a really important too that sensitivity training I think we should have in all of our fields you know like this, mm-hmm. this is something we should be learning in school and like, you know Absolutely. this should be really something that we're, we're thinking about not not extra an extra resource of knowledge we have to seek out right it's it's exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. okay yeah, thank yeah, you. I, you know, just to be honest with you, one of one of the things that that I struggle with is when I'm I post pictures of myself doing my practice for for example, and then I feel mm-hmm. like because I I look the way I look, is that just inherently excluding people who don't look like me just because I'm not a relatable leader for them, right? So it's like that that weird thing of wanting to invite and call in, but also like respect that I might not be a relatable leader for for certain communities as well. So I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or ways of, of addressing that. Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely um, nothing wrong or nothing you can do about the way you look, you know, and I think everybody needs to give themselves a break and realize that your messaging is being transferred through your heart, not just the way you look, right? So just you continue posting and do and, you know, bringing your content to your audience and through your messaging, through the openness, like you could, you could be more inclusive in your captions and your wording you can say like i would love to dance with all sisters you know of all colors of all races of all religion like you can be open with your wording there's nothing you can do about changing yourself and there's no need to there's absolutely no need to but just embracing the fact that you are open willing and accepting of you know new faces to come into your into your uh, offerings is is huge it goes a long way and as long as that offering comes from the heart anybody will pick up on that and it's not to say that if you don't if you start with these messages and nothing changes immediately that you should stop right this is all a lifelong thing this isn't like two or three weeks of hot social media and then you're back to regular programming right it's a lifelong so keep that messaging strong and then one day you might call in that that sister and she you know might say i had an amazing time i felt so safe i felt so appreciated there and she tells the sister and she tells the sister and the next thing you know you're developing a community that is full of many races and that's the unity that we want to see right yeah totally that's such a a high love i love what you said about like calling from the heart um and and that's Mm -hmm. just like beyond the beyond the 3d reality right um yeah yeah Yeah, that's great big time 
You're welcome. And I think right now we could really see, um, we're, we're watching as individuals, we're watching brands and we could really see the ones who are doing the generic, like, oh, we got to do this type of thing. And the ones who are like, no, we're standing, we're changing. This is not going to be the same going forward. Um, and all that's the heart. It's the heart of the owner, the founder of the people. So we could see that. It's not um, just a black square and, oh, they're riding for change. No, <laughs> it's, you know, what else are you doing? How are you actually implementing the change? Yeah, like we can see that a mile shift, away. Right, sorry. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's just something we could see that from a mile away, right? When something's authentic or when something's inauthentic. Um, everybody has that radar. <laughs> totally, the, the bullshit radar, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like you say, like this, this can't be something that's just two weeks hot topic on social media. Like this has to be a structural shift and it's going to take time, but Mm. people are waking up and and that's a good thing. Yeah. And it all starts from within. There's nothing we can, we can't go outright and change these institutions and these systems if we're not doing the work ourselves. It's like every individual sit down, do the work, do the uncomfortable work, feel the uncomfortable feelings. It's uncomfortable. There's no avoiding it. And it's uncomfortable for all sides and everybody involved. No one is excused from this. We've all been going through tidal waves of emotions over the last couple of weeks and everybody's feeling the same thing regardless of your skin color. So sit with the emotions and get through to the other side. And that's where you could take heart action and heart center change from Mm -hmm. being, you know, from realizing you never want to go back to that place. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no transformation without that. There's pain involved in transformation, right? There's, there's the acknowledgement of what's so, and like, we ought to start by being authentic about what's been so and then only from there the real truth the hard truth can we can we transform right that's yeah yeah exactly yeah (laughs) change is uh pain is the biggest catalyst for change i mean it's it's really the only way it's that either the pain of staying the same outgrows you know the pain of the work or nothing happens (laughs) you just stay and stay until you can't right yeah and we can't stay anymore we've got to yeah. No, 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 we can't. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and, and, uh, along with, with that, you know, um, one of the anti-racist articles I I've been reading, um, like, like a lot of people, um, is by Leila F. Saad and her article, um, called, I need to talk to spiritual white women about white supremacy. And of course the concept of spiritual bypassing comes up. Um, so I, I'd love to hear in your words um, how, you, how you would define spiritual bypassing and, and why do you think it's so difficult for white spiritual women to discuss racism? And, you know, and how can we navigate being spiritual um, and addressing those hard truths about, about racism? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, a huge question and yeah. big, important, important one to cover. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> a very important one to cover. Um, yeah, spiritual bypassing is the tendency to use spiritual ideas or concepts to um, 
kind of to bypass, to roll over underlying emotions, issues, traumas that you haven't addressed, right? Unresolved, yeah, unresolved issues. Um, so indefinitely, I've, I've been seeing it a lot. I mean, my Instagram world is really all just like spiritual leaders, teachers, and, and people on their journey who I've been supporting and learning from. And you really, you, you do see that there has been quite a few people who are just like, I don't see color, love and light, and they just want to sprinkle yeah. the fairy dust on top of this very real issue Mm -hmm. you you can't do that like as much as we want we're doing the work to rise to you know a higher dimension to to live in a higher consciousness we all live on this very three-dimensional plane and we need to acknowledge that the pain is here on this three-dimensional pain and it's very real and it's affecting thousands and thousands millions of people worldwide you know um so yeah millions of people worldwide so we can't just bypass these people's pain we can't act and be like oh i have no part in it and i'm love and light all the way and i've never contributed to this system because we all have you know in in one way or another um and i think it's time for for white women and white men to start taking responsibility for the small doesn't matter how small the parts they play just to realize that they have played that part and what they can do to shift it because if you just go above it with love and light you'll never acknowledge what you actually contributed to the system which means you will perpetuate that yeah so yeah and you know it's always important yeah exactly and it's always important it's of course it's of the utmost importance to get to that love and light we do want to be above that and but you can't you can't just jump to that level and ignore all, you know, the underlying effects because people are in pain. Lives have been lost. Countless lives have been lost, named and unnamed. So we need to honor each single one of these lives and everybody and all the, the men and women in incarcerated in America and even here in Canada who are subject to this to this pain, you know, they to this unjust system. So love and lighting is really just, you know, putting down that pain instead of honoring that that pain is there, it's real, and that we all have a role in changing it going forward. Totally. I will acknowledge, like, including myself, is like operating before, you know, doing this work, operating from oneness Mm -hmm. but this like privileged sect of oneness as opposed to like we're actually operating from oneness like do we have to think about everything and like we can't we can't claim we are we are one what we we literally are but but we can't claim we have this this peaceful world down you know like just because we we think about that a lot yeah it's those it's those realizations and reflections that are going to make the change right? So it's, you're doing the work. It's, uh, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's too late, but you know, <laughs> better late than never. never too late, <laughs> never too late, never too late. <laughs> um, so, awesome. so yeah, another thing I wanted to mention, my, my kind of fragile reaction was that I have to, I have to give up my practice. I have to give up my healing practice and, you know, go to law school and contribute to social justice in this really concrete way. You know, I was like, I can't, I can't keep doing what I'm doing. I have to do something else. Um, um, But, you know, I've, I've since, I've since calmed down and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on why is it um, important for healers to keep practicing what they do and, and what role do healers have in social justice? 
Yeah. Um, yes, very important. Um, I mean, as healers have the, like the one of the biggest roles. It's, it's a big responsibility, period. Like you're trying to help people heal from trauma from a lifetime of, you know, um, different scenarios that have left major imprints on us. So um, it's extremely important for healers, spiritual leaders, any leader of any kind um, to be at the forefront of this. But it's not to say that you drop um, yeah, it's not to say that you drop what you were doing and become this full-blown activist or like, you know, freedom fighter. It's that you learn to incorporate everything that you've learned into your teachings, into your messaging, into your offerings. Um, yeah, that is that is a really big thing. So it's again, it's just be it's being more it's being more sensitive, being more aware, being more mindful of the very real issues that a lot of people on this earth are facing, that a lot of Black people are facing. Um, and if you're you know looking to open up your space to be more inclusive, um, it's it's keeping that message in your messaging it's keeping that message there that like i want you guys here i'm open i'm willing to set a safe space for you i am a safe space for you um come as you are be yourself everyone is accepted type of thing um yeah and then if you're offering programs and you're doing any like trauma work or anything like that that's when you know you need to do a bit of research and realizing that ancestral trauma is a real thing this is something that's literally passed on like cellularly through our dna generation after generation after generation um so it's no one's telling you to become an expert on that because if that's not your field of expertise then that that's not your field you know but it's being aware of that and even just including that line in your program that's like I'm not I'm not an expert but we realize that many people of color uh, or all people of color um, have gone through lots of oppression and there's 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 um, a whole other layer of healing that I'll never be able to understand as a white woman mm -hmm. that needs to take place and and I acknowledge you guys for showing up I acknowledge you guys for being here and for you know dealing with w what I can offer you um, and if you need any extra support I'm a safe space to to listen to you know whatever whatever you need to get off your chest yeah type of thing yeah, it's, it's so it's so beautiful what I'm hearing and all that you're saying is the authenticity, right? The the upfrontness about everything and like just acknowledging mm -hmm. like there's there's some things that I can't I can't serve you. I can listen, but I I will never understand and like, you know, that that support is not something I can give, but I can give my mm -hmm. give my ear, you know, and just being upfront about what our experiences are and and how they do differ and, and acknowledging it right um exactly yeah 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 and that's that's the best way to learn as well right once you get you know a client or two that starts sharing with you 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 you're never going to become an expert because it's not like a lived experience yeah. but you can um you can start to hold space in a greater capacity and you can start to incorporate it and then if you do groups you can start incorporating um the this knowledge into your group training so that other women other white women can now understand begin to understand and Right? And that not ripple effect of their understanding, then they show up more compassionately in their world, and that ripple affects their world and their family and their um, the people they interact with. So you see how change gets created outwardly um, by the he by the leader, by the healer, just acknowledging it at a very basic level. There's yeah. there's a lot that can happen from that. Yeah. 
yeah, just being more mindful of being aware of all the experiences of everyone and it just that is is inclusive in itself, right? Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. Well, I I so appreciate <coughs> you have you have shared today. Is is there anything else you think is important to say or or anything else you want to share today? Yeah, just one more thing, and I can't I can't say this enough. Um, don't be afraid of of messing up. Don't be afraid of offending anyone or using the wrong words and being you know educated or told that that was you know um, maybe not the nicest way to say something um, because it's all a learning progress a process. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to grow with over time because like we said, this isn't a two week movement. This is a lifelong thing. Yeah. Um, so allow yourself to mess up allow yourself to be corrected and just keep moving forward with that open heart. And for the most part, if you're speaking from your heart, it will be received well. There's nothing to worry about. There is no fear. If the intention was to do good and it was received poorly, the intention is still what is going to land for most people. So just, you know, speak um, because it is a time to speak, especially if you're in a leadership role, it is the time for you to speak. This is not the time for you to be quiet and do your own little quiet reflections and not tell anybody that you're doing that work because you, as a leader, you need to start encouraging people to work. You know, of course, in private, but speak on it. Yeah. And to just be willing to say, you know, I'm midway through this book and I don't know the rest of it, (laughs) but this is where I'm at right now. And this is what I know and still get the conversation going. Right. Um, Yeah. We just, we just got to get started. Mm -hmm. um, It's kind of even like what Vanessa talks about in all her programs. You guys just got to give up being perfect. (laughs) Just, just start and exactly start and learn and start and learn and fall and learn and fall and learn and and that's all we can do, right? Exactly. Just get back up. <laughs> Just well, keep getting you. back up. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much You're for that compassionate lens. Um, yeah. So if, if our listeners would like to do Reiki with you or, or work with you in the future, or they're excited about the program you're creating, how can they get in touch with you? How can they contact you? Yes. Um, so right now, my main source of communication has been through Instagram. So you can follow me at Sharice Mofford. Um, so just first and last name. Um, you could also send me an email, Sharice uh, Mofford at gmail.com. I am looking to start creating um, an email list and start doing some email marketing uh, just to keep in touch with all past clients and all future clients and all trainings that we'll be doing and new offerings. Um, so yeah, those are the two best ways as of now. Uh, and inter- a website will be in the works in the future, but for now I'm focused on the service. <laughs> yeah. The, the most important part, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Great. Great. So as we know, this podcast is called Let Beauty Guide You. And I, one thing I ask all my guests is what are three ways you let beauty guide you in life? Yes, this has become so much more important to me over the last couple of years, I'd say. Um, so in the end of 2018 to mid 2019, I was away in Southeast Asia. I spent um, most of my time in Bali, but did travel around a bit. 
And I realized the importance of a beautiful space, like somewhere where you could just feel like your goddess self, you know, an inspiring space. And there are some beautiful um, spaces in Bali, um, which is why Bali is like the digital nomad hub that it is, um, because it's just so inspiring. It's so beautiful. It's so rich. And so that had really landed for me, like nice, beautiful spaces um, to really get creativity flowing, to get that softness flowing. Um, that's really important. Um, Second, feel good about yourself. So like I used I in a past lifetime, it feels like at this point, I was a personal trainer and I was very like rigid with my training. Um, and but a lot of it was just ego or just like self-deprecation. Like, oh my God, I had pizza last night. I got to kill it on the treadmill or lifting weights today. Um, but that has it gets you nowhere it's kind of like you're chasing your own tail it really is just exhausting it wears down on your body and you don't actually feel the benefits of like loving yourself so now you know I do yoga I do Pilates I go for walks you know I do weight train we haven't since COVID started but I do weight train but it's out of love for my body like wow look what I can do you know I love my strong muscles um so that's another way that I've another perspective that has shifted to really it's like because I can do this and I want to do this um, and I'm blessed with being able to do this. So um, that's another thing that has really made me feel beautiful. I'm starting to take care of myself in a way that just feels genuine and authentic to my body and to my soul um, instead of having that ego chipping away. Yeah. And yeah, and then also like some self-care practices. Um, I love to do me an all natural like turmeric face mask. It's super simple. Tablespoon of yogurt or milk. Um, a teaspoon of turmeric, a teaspoon of honey. You mix it up, you put it on your face. When it starts to dry, you wash it off. You're like glowing after. It lightens all the dark spots. Uh, it feels really good. You know, I put some nice music on. I dance around. I have candles going. Like, those are definitely things that just make me feel beautiful from the inside out, even though it is like a superficial thing, like a face mask. It really does make me feel like, oh, I'm taking the time to care for my body, to care for, you know, every part of me. And uh, that feels really good. Yeah. 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 Taking, taking that <laughs> time. It's like selfie time, self-care time. And just, just taking that time feels nourishing in itself, right? Yes. Yes, totally. Yes. Yeah, and I, dressing to feel good. Dressing for the mood, you know? <laughs> I'm wearing a nice fun jumper and I love it. It just makes me feel, you know, flowy and open and, and creative. So, uh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Well, thank you again so much, Cherise. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. And, <laughs> and I really appreciate your time, your energy, your wisdom, and, and really sharing and, and, and using your... Um, your gifts to, to forward the conversation. I, I really acknowledge you for that. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for these like very insightful and deep questions. I, I really, it, it's important information to get out. So I salute you for being brave enough to ask these questions and explore these topics. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Let Beauty Guide You. Please share, share, share this very important episode with Sharice's very important message. And we've got more important conversations to come on the podcast. So we'll catch you next time.